0: Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. If this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going, please not feel any pressure or need to listen to it yeah just take care of yourself just take care of yourself also georgia and i are not professionals no. at all no. when it comes to like we're, we don't have degrees in this no, we're not. We not no we <laughs> no. are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves wanting to share our stories right and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about there will right. also be many resources in our description box so if there's any point during this episode any point at all that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support no there's no judgment there's nothing wrong with you needing that and that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you yes yeah yeah picture me this i'm here we eat the fucking food we eat the fucking food (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome back to another episode of we eat the fucking food it's lauren hi long time no talk sorry about the hiatus I got really busy and busy in a good way. I feel like in the past when I've been like, oh, sorry about the hiatus. I like had to take some time away. It was because I was like actively relapsing or I really need to focus on my recovery and I didn't have the mental space to really talk about what was going on. But this time it was because I have generally been the most busy that I've been since like high school. I My schedule right now, y'all, is booked. It is booked so tight where I have... No time really for myself. I leave the house normally around like 8.45 a.m. and I don't get back until like 11.30. So I have not had the mental capacity in that aspect, not recovery-wise to record the podcast, but just because I am... When I return home at 11.30, your girl's tired and needs to go to sleep so she can do the whole entire thing the next day. So I apologize for not having an episode out in a very long time since I basically moved to the city But things have been going going very, very well. I have been given so many amazing opportunities since moving here. And I literally feel like everything that I said that I wanted to do, I'm like doing. Like everything that I had manifested myself or expected the city to be and like give to me has the city hasn't given it to me and then some. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm still so just madly in love with the city. I'm still in that honeymoon phase of living here. Slowly but surely, I can feel myself going into the reality of living in the city. And like the fact that I'm like, oh no, I literally do live live here. I feel like at the beginning in the summer, it was like, I need to do everything right now because I have just moved here and I need to take all these opportunities. And it's true. like I don't want to say no to anything right now. I want to be... I'm like, I'm 24 years old. I had a birthday. I'm 24 years old. So... I want to be making as many memories as I can during this first year and during this like chapter of my life but it's I do feel like I'm easing into more of a like being able to set boundaries and recognizing that I'm going to be here next week I'm going to be here next month it's not like I need to like cram myself and my schedule full though I do feel myself thriving with this full schedule it's weird because I was talking to my mom my mom came to visit me last weekend because my birthday was October 3rd so not this past Monday but the Monday before I'm recording this on a Friday And my birthday itself, amazing time. I was surrounded by so much love. If you're listening to this and you came out to celebrate with me, thank you from the literal bottom of my heart. It meant so much to me to be able to be surrounded by so many people that I truly do adore and respect and appreciate. And people that have supported me through all walks of my life and like new friends and old friends who came to see me. I just, I felt so happy and so full. And it was just a lovely, lovely evening. And I appreciate you for coming. Thanks for coming. Anyone that wished me happy birthday. Thank you for wishing me happy birthday. I love my birthday because I just love feeling so connected with people. I feel really, really connected with people on my birthday. And I think that's why I like it so much. Because I guess get, get a reminder about how many amazing special people and supportive people are in my life. And this year, I really feel like I focused on fostering my friendships and building a really good like friendship support system. And when I was on my birthday, I had a birthday dinner and then me and my friends went out to a bar later that night that played only musical theater music on Mondays. And um, my inner theater kid was healed that night to say the least. But I was like looking out at the table and I was talking to my best friend Jake beforehand when we got like little pre-drinks before the dinner. And I was like, I've never had like a really big birthday party since maybe like middle school, like normally I spent it hanging out with a couple of my friends or I was in treatment or I was with my parents. Like I hadn't really had like a birthday birthday party. And when I was sitting out looking at a table of like 13 of some of my closest friends, I was like, wow, I feel so fortunate and so happy and so fulfilled. And like, I was so proud of myself almost too for fostering these friendships and these relationships because honestly, I think that that has been one of the biggest changes in my recovery too, is focusing the energy like towards nurturing them and towards building that like support system. Because not to say that I didn't have amazing, wonderful friendships before my eating disorder, but I really think I used to root my friendships in almost a competition and almost a hierarchy of like where I fit and where I stood in the group dynamic. But now recognizing just friendship as being just a friendship it's been really a great way of reframing that. And I feel like all my relationships are in a very healthy, happy spot right now. And I'm so, so grateful for that. But anyway, so my mom came down this past weekend and I was talking with her about my schedule and about how busy I've been and how I feel like that I am finally like reconnecting with almost who I was in high school. And that sense of productivity and that sense of drive. Like when I was in high school, I used to wake up in the morning and I would go to school at like seven for early morning, like choir or for rehearsal for like the musical. And then I would do the whole school day. And then at night I either have like dance or I would have play practice or I would have something to do or work. Like I was constantly busy and like constantly my schedules was packed and full. And I feel like that my schedule is now mimicking that or that energy or like, I just, I feel my like, 18-year-old self or my like 17-year-old self or 16-year-old self, like back, which is strange. It's strange, but it, it's also exciting because I do feel like I kind of like lost myself throughout my college years. And that's so interesting because I feel like college is normally the time where people find themselves and figure themselves out. And I do feel like I did obviously throughout my struggles in college and my collegiate experience the past five years, I have really truly refound myself almost. It's like I have found that more mature, self-aware, emotionally mature version of my high school self, which is cool. But like I said, my schedule right now is so packed. I have, I'm have i in a wonderful, wonderful production and we open at the end of the month and I'm so excited. It's called Our Dear Dead Drug Lord. If you want to come see it, come see it. It's a Midwest premiere. Trigger warning, the context of it is... there. It's very, very... It's a dark show. It's a very, very dark show. But the room itself, with the women or female-identifying people that I am surrounded by, it's so supportive and it feels so empowering and feels so safe. And I feel like that it's hard to find, honestly, when it comes to like theater experiences. Like I've had some great ones, I've had some bad ones, and like just depending on who was in the room. And this room has been so loving, and it's so much fun. And I would think that because of the context of the play. It could be an extremely stressful environment and a really hard environment. But going there and performing the show is such a relief and brings me so much happiness. And it's honestly one of the best parts of my day. I look forward to it every single night. And I'm so excited to open it. But that's been one thing that's going well for me and amazing. Another thing is my internship. I love it. I love it so much. I didn't know what casting was like or what really this side of... The industry was like before getting this internship and oh, it makes me so happy. It's exactly... It's what I wanted it to be. It brings me so much fulfillment. I have a drive and I want to be doing it. I feel like that... Not that it's like, it's my purpose, but that it brings me happiness. And it brings me that sense of security that I want from a career path. So... I'm very excited to continue on with this journey on this side, maybe casting, maybe agency side, whatever that may be. But yeah, and then other than that, I'm also still working, trying to make some money because, you know, the city is expensive and I like to go out and do things. And I like to go out and make memories and do activities with my friends. I've been on a big like activity kick recently where it's like I want to go and like do things and create memories and I'm willing to spend money on creating those like experiences. And I've had some wonderful experiences recently and hanging out with my friends. But it does kind of suck because I know I've been talking about my friends a lot, but my friends are legitimately right now in my life. Like I can't, I could go on and on about tangents about each of them, about how much I adore them and how much I appreciate them and like their support. But it's sad because my schedule, I can literally, I only have one night a week that I can see my friends because it's like one night a week I'm spending, I need to spend like my Sunday nights with me. Doing me things like relaxing, resetting for the week, meal prepping, grocery shopping, cleaning my room, and then Mondays and Tuesday nights are my only free evenings. And one of those nights are normally spent as a date night. Mm. Yeah, I'm dating in the city. That's a story itself. Maybe I'll do like a whole entire episode on like dating within recovery. I think that I'm gonna do an episode on dating within recovery. Okay, but one night spent like having a date night, and the other night is spent with my friends, and I received probably the best feedback and the biggest compliment, one of the biggest compliments I could have received like during this chapter of my life or this period. And it was from my one of my pals whom, well, we have this banter where we kind of just like are always like butting heads in like a playful way. But we don't have many like, I guess, like serious, like I don't get complimented by this said person often. And him and his roommate were talking about like me one night and just about like how much I'm doing right now. And they expressed me, they were like, we we think it's amazing and it's like so proud that like you are able to have this packed schedule but still find time to spend with your friends and still find time to like, it's not like I'm ever focusing anything in like one area of my life. Like I feel very balanced right now. Like I feel like I have found with this schedule at least a very good like work-life balance, which I'm grateful for. Though am I emotionally exhausted? Mm-hmm. Am I physically exhausted? Uh huh. Am I mentally exhausted? Yes. Do I cry at least a couple times a week? Yes. But here's the thing I don't cry like cathartically. Like I feel like I'm really like backed up tear wise. Like I feel like I need to just like have like a sob fest. And maybe that's because I haven't been to therapy in a far too long of an amount of time. Like I really need to get back into therapy. But yeah. So that was a really long intro and a catch up. But Let's dive into the actual catch-up with the high and low of my week and then what's going well recovery-wise for me. So the high of this week would probably be... I had a really good sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say it's my high. So my high this week was I had a fantastic sandwich when I went to go see Don't Worry Darling with my friends on Tuesday. I did sneak a sandwich into the movie theater because your girl needed dinner. And I went and got sandwich at this almost like Whole Foods-esque type of grocery store. And the man that made my sandwich, we became best friends. He was such a nice dude. He's like, I'm so passionate about making sandwiches. And I was like, I love that for you. Make me like a sandwich that would be so tasty. Like I trust you. You seem very confident in your sandwich making abilities as he should because the sandwich was fantastic. So I sat and watched Don't Worry Darling slightly high in a packed theater while everybody else was eating popcorn. And I'm sitting there crinkling my paper that's surrounding my sandwich. But it was a fantastic sandwich. And yeah, that's my high of the week. It's the little things in life, y'all. The low of my week would probably be that I am quite anxious right now. I do have just a lot of anxiety. And I think that's because of the fact that my schedule... Hasn't really allowed me to sit with many of my emotions or thoughts for too long, because of just how busy I am, and that at random times I'll find myself just with the fl- over flooded with the wave of anxiety. But normally, this anxiety is coming from a lack of fueling myself. Or like when I go, I've noticed the patterns. Like whenever I go a little bit too long without feeling myself, or whenever I go a little bit too in my head about the bounce of the food that I've been consuming. For example, like it was my birthday last week, so I did indulge in many many pastries. I had three almond croissants. They are my hyperfixation right now, specifically the ones from Mindy's Bakery. If you live in Chicago, go to Mindy's Bakery. Best almond croissants in the whole entire world. They are so good. But finding that bounce in like all of my meals, every single meal that I am eating during the week I am eating out of the house. Like I'm not eating any meals really at my place, I'm eating them either like on the go, I'm eating them at the rehearsal studio, I'm eating them at work, I'm eating them on the train. Like I'm eating at such random times. I do I very rarely am like sitting down by myself like eating a meal. And because all my meals have had to be like on the go and packed to go, I feel like that has been harder for me or it's been harder for my brain to really I don't know. Like I I've talked about this before about how I struggle so much with an orthorexic mindset, of finding a balance and like labeling some foods as like good foods versus bad foods. And while I do think that I have strayed farther away from that mindset, it's still obviously I we live in a diet culture society, it's hard to get away from that. And that that does sometimes impact me and has been causing me some anxiety where I'll find myself like yesterday I was slightly triggered by a conversation I had with my dad and again, like wasn't triggered in a sense of like food or anything. It literally wasn't do that. It's about to do with me getting a new phone. And I was like walking down the streets of Chicago, and I was like, I'm crying right now in the streets of Chicago. But then I thought to myself, Does that mean that I'm a true Chicagoan? Like, do I am I a Chicagoan now? I don't even think Chicagoan is the right word. But you know how they say that, like in New York, once you cry on the subway, then you're like you live there, like you're a true New Yorkian or New Yorkin. New Yorker, the word is New Yorker. Jeez, okay, you're a true New Yorker, type of thing. So I'm like, maybe this is my moment of being an actual, like, citizen of Chicago, resident of Chicago. So when I say citizen, I'm a citizen. God, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of been the low is that I haven't feeling these floods of anxiety, and I feel a lot of them around like my work environment too, which is a completely story and a separate thing about that, but. I think a lot of it, their anxiety rooted in just like disappointment or rooted in like failure or rooted in, I don't know, not feeling good enough kind of imposter syndrome. Like I definitely feel imposter syndrome with this show. Like this show is a show that will be up for reviews. And the fact that somebody will be reviewing my work and what I'm doing on stage, this is the first time really ever being reviewed for my craft and my performance, terrifies me. I am terrified of it. Like, hmm. I'm not going to read any of the reviews. So if you're listening to this and you do read a review of my show, please don't let me know if it was good or bad. I I don't... I'll read it after. I'll read it after. But that's yeah, been the low of my week. But something that's been going well recovery-wise for me this week. And just in general, and I think is another reason why it's been so hard for me to want to sit down and record the podcast or be able to record the podcast despite the fact that my schedule is completely packed right now. And this is kind of what I want to talk about. It's just kind of updating y'all with where I'm at and where I see the future of this podcast going. In my mind, we're kind of heading into season three because I feel like every 10 episodes is like a new season in my mind. But that my recovery has been going well and that I do feel quite distant from at least my eating disorder and its voice and that it doesn't take much of a thought, energy or effort to challenge it as much as it did before or that I'm having less and less Thoughts coming in and needing to challenge thoughts. So the farther and farther I get away from that identity of having an eating disorder, the harder and harder it is for me to really talk about it. Because I feel like I use this podcast and this platform as a way to talk about my journey and to talk about my current experience with my eating disorder. But now I feel like a lot of it is like reflection because they're not like new things happening every week. Like in the beginning of the podcast, it was definitely like, oh, new like challenges I was doing every week. I was facing new fear foods. I was having still like thoughts and episodes. I was still in and out of obviously like, I feel like there's like three episodes where I'm like, I relapsed, I relapsed. So it's like, I was still really in the depths of it and in the nonlinear path of it. And not that I feel like I'm completely removed from my eating disorder and that it's still not a part of my identity. And not I'm not saying even that like, I don't want it to be a part of my identity because I love talking about it. I love talking about my recovery. I love sharing, shedding some light and sharing these stories and bringing this awareness to eating disorders in this like sense and having this outlet and talking about it and creating this community and this space where people feel comfortable enough to talk about it and to learn about it and to educate themselves and sit down and listen to some girl talk about her experience. Like I... I love this podcast and I love this community, and I don't want to lose that. And I don't want it to seem like that. I'm like, oh, well, I'm like, feel so removed from it because I don't and I don't want to be. But I find it hard to come up with new topics and ideas to really touch and talk about because it seems so much less impactful on my life right now. But maybe that's like what season three is. Like, I would love to talk about more topics that I don't have much. Awareness or experience with. Like, I know the episode that Samantha came on when it came to talking about like recovery or disorder communities on the internet. Like, I didn't have any knowledge of that before speaking with her about it. And I learned so much. And that was one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded. And maybe it is like getting more and more guests on the podcast. So if you want to be a guest on the podcast, if you have a topic that you want to hear more about, like, let me know because my schedule will soon be freeing up and I. I'm planning on having these once a week podcast episodes be coming back. And maybe it is something that, like, I get to do some research onto some topics that I may not be as aware of and such. But yeah, recovery wise, for me at this point, I feel like I am in a very, very secure place. I feel like that I still struggle. I mean, I'm again, I'm not perfect in my recovery, but my recovery feels. Safe right now. And I feel like I'm right now just existing. And I don't know again what's going to happen post my schedule becoming less packed because I do think that it's easy for me to completely immerse myself into what I'm doing be that work, be that my acting career, be that the internship, be that spending time with friends in a limited time. Like it's easier to do that when I'm not having all this downtime. And I don't have downtime because that's when I sit and I ruminate with my thoughts and I sit and I think about my disorder, honestly, at times. And like when I reflect about the ways in which I used to live my life and I'm like, hmm, maybe I could bring back that or maybe I could start doing this again and like, but not do it in a harmful way. But like I've always said, like those little ashes are what start the fire. The micro behaviors are the ones that lead to the bigger ones. So who knows what's going to, again, happen in the next little like chapter of my life. But like as of now, this is where I'm at recovery wise. And I'm excited for this next little chapter of the podcast. Maybe I'll post like a poll or something on the Instagram. If you're not following the Instagram, it's at We Eat the Fucking Food. And yeah, that's all I really feel like I have to say today it was just a short little catch-up about the plan for the future. I feel like I'm catching up like every other week though With it Or like I keep I'm, I'm like Um This episode's just a catch up This episode's just a catch up But catch up episodes are nice <laughs> Catch up Um Yeah Well my tummy's rumbling right now So I'm gonna go eat some Breakfast And how I'm gonna take care of myself today Is I'm going to shower I'm gonna do The shower Like the shower Where it's like You shave You self tan You wash your hair I'm gonna blow dry and style it and get ready for the weekend. This weekend is tech for my show, so I will be at the theater for like I think a total this weekend of like 17 hours. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a long weekend, but I'm very very excited. So thank you for listening to this episode again. I apologize for the hiatus that I took and do take at times, but I still love this community. I'm proud of you and whatever you may be going through or have gone through within the time span that I haven't gotten the chance to sit and catch up and talk with y'all. But I got a new mic. I got a new mindset. And we're going to roll with it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Love y'all. Bye. Way to eat that fucking food.